1: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. In this episode we're going to be taking a look at horses that come under the bracket of lazy or slow or don't enjoy dressage, that sort of thing. Now this is my forte. I love a horse that is slightly behind the leg or slightly lazy because as a rider, my strengths are definitely getting a horse in front of the leg, getting them swinging, getting them moving through their whole body. So I love horses like this and I know that you're gonna be sitting there thinking that I'm absolutely crazy. But all horses have their strengths and weaknesses and we're going to look at the reasons why some horses tend to be more on the lazy side and what we can do in our training to improve this or completely transform it. As usual, if you enjoy this episode, then please do share it and tag me in it so I can see what you think of them too. On both Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at Decomplicating Dressage. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to leave a review. So I come across a lot of riders that say, that their horse is too lazy or too slow or that they can never get them in front of the leg or they can never get them forward or they don't react to the leg that there's just so much and i think it's an incredibly common problem and i think we've all been on a horse where we've thought if i take my leg off and stop kicking this horse is going to be skidding to a stop so quickly i'm going to fall over the front end so This episode is for all of you that feel like keeping your horse forward is hard work. If you feel like you're working harder than your horse in training sessions. If you feel like your horse, in quotations, doesn't enjoy dressage. And when it comes to a lazy or slow horse, we are going to look at multiple things. We're going to look at how much they enjoy their training... We're going to look at how we approach their training and how we reward them. And we're going to look at some exercises we can do to actually get them forward. So we're going to look at the enjoyment bit first, because this is the thing I normally get with the rider that's come in and said their horse is lazy. It generally always gets accompanied by my horse doesn't enjoy dressage. And this is a huge bugbear of mine because I don't think I have ever come across a horse that doesn't enjoy dressage I think what I come across a lot is riders who don't enjoy dressage or riders who by thinking their horse doesn't enjoy dressage never actually gives their horse a chance to in en- to enjoy it and do what they're asking so I think a lot of riders see a horse being lazy as them not wanting to do the job and yes sometimes a horse may be lazy when they're uncomfortable but if you've checked this all out there are generally three reasons why the horse is lazy. The first and normally the most common one is that it's a training issue and this is that the horse or the rider partnership need to work on their impulsion. The second is the fact that the horse is confused. So they horses doesn't actually understand what they're expected to do and that the rider actually wants them to go forward. And the third thing is that the horse is bored. And I will get to that in a second because I know I've just said the horses don't have the ability to not enjoy dressage, but I have just said they get bored. So I'll explain that in a second. Um, but let's start with the first one, so the training issue, because... For some reason, there seems to be a big mental block with seeing laziness as, not as a training issue, but always as a behavioural issue or an emotional issue. So we might see a hot horse and say, oh, they look excited, or they look like they love their work. And then we see a lazy horse and we will say things like, they look like they're not enjoying it, or they look like they'd probably prefer to be cantering around a field. And the problem is, is that both these types of horses have exactly the same problem. It's not the fact that one horse enjoys it and the other horse doesn't. It's the fact that both these horses have an issue with their impulsion. One struggles to turn the impulsion up. And one struggles to turn the impulsion down. And in dressage, we need both. So that ability to be able to turn the impulsion up and down for both the hot horse and the lazy horse, impulsion is the problem. So it could be a training issue. And the other thing that we spoke about was the fact that the horse is confused about what we actually want them to do in training. So a lot of the time we see horses that are trotting around and the rider is kicking every stride. Now, from the rider's perspective, they're thinking, I need to kick to keep my horse going. But that aid of keeping the horse going is our kick. We kick to keep the horse going. And so the problem is then, when we want the horse to go forward, our leg's already used up with kicking to keep the horse going. So in a way, we need to then end up retraining this aid so that our kick ends up meaning go and so for this in this way of training we need an aid for them to go which is obviously putting our leg on we need a reward for when they get it right and we need a plan b for when we don't get it and this is something that a lot of riders miss out on in their training and when you go for lessons you will generally get taught what to do and what to look out for, what aid you're supposed to use to get whatever you want, and then how to know when it's right. But what you rarely get told is what happens when it goes wrong. When you don't get it, what are you supposed to do? And that is your plan B. And this is where I see so many riders get stuck in their training, is when they don't have that plan B in their head, when they ask for the aid, the horse doesn't give them their reaction, and so then they don't know what to do. So it's really important to have a plan B of what's going to happen if your horse doesn't react to your leg in the way you want. And so the most important thing, as I kind of touched on just then, is that we need to be consistent with this. We need to use the same aid when we want our horse to go forward. We need to use the same reward for when they get it right. And we need to use the same plan B for when we don't get the reaction that we want. And so the final thing that I... spoke about at the beginning then was boredom and when I say boredom I mean that the horse switches off to the rider and so they don't respond or react to the rider's aids as quickly or as effectively so I'm a big advocate that I think horses should have a really varied life. I think they should hack, do pole work, jump if they can and also go in the school. And I think mixing things up like this is really good but it's also good to mix things up in your training sessions as well. And so you can break your session down into different things to make sure that you're not just trotting around on a circle for 40 minutes. The important thing here is to make sure that your horse is constantly thinking and wondering what you're going to ask them next so that they're listening and tuned into you and a great way to do this is by doing transitions and movements where you keep changing direction like serpentines. I'll start, I'll discuss this later but I feel like I may have gone back on myself a bit because I know I said horses don't enjoy, horses can't not enjoy dressage but they can switch off. And I think it's really important to notice that it's two very different things. So a horse switching off means they're not paying attention to the rider and this can present itself in a hot horse and in a lazy horse. So if a hot horse isn't paying attention to the rider, they might be really overreactive to AIDS. They might be lucky, they might be spooky. And then in a lazy horse, when they're ignoring the rider, it can present as not reacting to AIDS or generally just being less reactive in general. But I think it's really important to take the emotion out of it and make sure that we don't say, my horse doesn't enjoy X. Because it always ends up being used either as an excuse for a reason why your horse won't do something, or it ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy because as the rider... We expect them to react in a negative way because they, in quotation marks, don't enjoy dressage. So by assuming this at the beginning of the session, before we've even started, we never give the horse a chance to actually react well to what we're doing. Every horse will work happily in the school when they are focused on the rider, when they understand what is expected of them, and when they're able to do the work that is asked of them. So perhaps more what I'm trying to say is every horse can and will enjoy schooling as long as we follow these things. So I want to talk about the training issue itself. So I've said already that a cause of the laziness can be that it's a training issue. And specifically we said that the horse struggles to turn the impulsion up. So when we talk of impulsion, I want you to think of it as the horse's energy. It comes from the horse's hind legs and it's the thing that propels them forwards a little bit like a car engine. Now, when we look at a horse's impulsion, there's a few things that we need to look at. The first is their ability to create energy in the hind leg. So this is about the rider's ability to be able to turn the energy up and be able to turn the energy down. And like we said, hot horses generally will struggle to turn the energy down and lazy horses will generally struggle to turn the energy up. Now, the second thing that we need to think about when we look at impulsion is where the energy goes. So some horses take the rider forwards, while others like to push the energy up to avoid having to push into the contact. Now, as the rider, you need to have control over the impulsion. You need to have the ability to turn your horse's energy up or down, like like those volume dials that you get on a radio you should be able to create more energy with your leg, as well as being able to say, now I need less energy. Similarly, you should also be able to decide where this energy goes. Do you want it more forward? Like, let's say, when you want your horse to open up for medium or extended paces. Or do you want to be able to control it back even more onto the hind legs for your collected paces like canter, Piaf, Passage? Now, I want to take a look now at the training approach. Now, this is the way that we are going to approach our training sessions with our horse. Now, the way that you approach training a hot horse is going to be different to a lazy horse. So, like I say to all my clients, dressage is just about getting your horse to understand how to respond to different aids. So, for more impulsion, we use our leg to say go. And for less impulsion, we use our rein and our seat to say stop or wait. For lazy horses, the problem is that we cannot get more impulsion easily. And this can be because our leg aid doesn't mean go. So remember back at the beginning we talked about lazy horses and feeling the need to keep kicking to keep that horse going. When this happens, our horse responds to the leg by keeping going at the same speed and the same tempo, not by going more forward. And the problem is that we do nothing about it. When we put our leg on and we don't get the reaction we want, we keep our leg there and just think, that didn't work. Instead, what we need to do is give them a harder kick to create the reaction that we want. That way it tells the horse very clearly the reaction they gave us before, which, staying in the same tempo, is not what we want. And what we actually want is this reaction that you've just created with your bigger kick. So it all comes down to consistency. If sometimes you let them get away with not reacting to your leg, and sometimes you have a huge go at them, This is only gonna make your horse confused. It's like letting your child have a really messy room for a year and then suddenly shouting at them one day because it's messy. It's not clear what your expectations are and that is exactly how your horse feels, just confused. So when we look at how we're gonna approach training our horse, firstly to react to an aid, but actually just training in general, we need to think about four things. Number one is what our aid is. Number two is what reaction do we actually want from this aid. Number three is what our reward is going to be when they get it right. And then number four is what our plan B is if they don't get it right. So firstly, we need to think about the aids that we're going to use. And for turning the impulsional energy up, it's our squeeze. We then need to think about the response that we want. And so for this, it's that our horse either increases their speed, covers more ground or increases the tempo. Then we need a plan B. What is going to happen when we use the aid and we don't get the reaction that we want? And this I've said before is where most riders go that aid didn't work and either they give up, get stressed out and confused or just start trying loads of different things at the same time. So you should always, 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 always have a plan B of what will happen when your age or your exercise doesn't work. And this is going to stop you having that moment of, I don't know what to do. So for us to get our horse more forward, it's our bigger kick. So remember that this is your last resort. This is your plan B. So this kick needs to be big. And I want you to think like pony club style kick we want our horse to really push forward and give us a really big reaction and i don't want you to stress if it looks messy because this is going to be the thing that we take out eventually so hopefully your horse isn't going to need that plan b because they're taking you forward straight away from your plan a which is the squeeze so the final thing we haven't talked about is the reward that we give our horse when they get it right so a lot of people use a pat or a scratch on the neck and this is more about the fact that it gives the rein, and it's almost like a great release of pressure but I like to also use a walk break for lazy horses and for a hot horse a trot stretch works quite well. So when it comes to lazy horses, the thing I found that works the best is to keep going and keep repeating until they give you the right reaction and then reward them with the walk break. So in that sense, if you don't get it or or they don't give you the reaction that you want, they have to keep working. And as soon as they give you the reaction that you do want, they get to stop. So one thing that I, and to be honest, I hear it loads, so many trainers will say to anyone with a lazy horse or a slow horse, is that transitions need to become your best friend. Now whether that's basic transitions like walk trot, or transitions within the paces like collected trot to working trot, these need to be the things that you do so much from now on. But an important thing that gets missed out is you can't just go around the arena and throw into some transitions and then expect your horse to start just firing off all cylinders and suddenly be really forward. Going back to what we said before, we need to know the aid we're going to use, the reaction we're expecting, what the reward is when they get it right and our plan B when they don't react the way we want. The main thing that I really, really, really want you to take from this podcast is that every bad transition that you are not happy with Must always be repeated. A good transition you can carry on with or have a walk break, but every single bad transition needs to be repeated. It comes back to the consistency thing again. If you repeat every bad transition and you reward every good one, your horse is going to understand what they're supposed to do and how they should react. And they're going to be incentivized to react in the right way because then they get a break. So for this, our aid to ask for our transition up is one quick squeeze with our leg, and we're expecting a reaction forward and up into trottle canter. If that reaction doesn't happen, our plan B is to give the horse one big kick, and I really mean one big kick to create that reaction forward. Once we have the reaction we want, we pat, we take our leg off, and that is the release of pressure and you can have a walk break. Especially with a lazy horse, you should be aiming for lots of transitions. I tend to say around 50 different transitions in one training session. Now, that might sound like a lot, but you've got to think every time you change up or down into walk, trot, or canter, that is a transition in itself, as well as the more intentional transitions we do, like walk, trot, walk transitions, where you're really paying attention to the way of going and the reaction to your leg. So from now on, every single transition you do needs to have that sole focus from you on making that transition good. And if it's not, that you do something about it. And that is to bring in that plan B, create the reaction with the big kick, And then repeat the transition again and again until you're happy with it. Now I want to say one last thing before I go. And that is that if you struggle with laziness or your horse being too slow, I want you to take away your spurs and take away your stick. Now I know that there are so many of you right now that are either hating me for saying this or are going to ignore me completely. But hear me out for a second. Because... The reason why that you are using those spurs and that stick is because your leg isn't working. So by adding the stick and the spurs, you're not fixing the problem, you are covering it up. And if your horse isn't reacting to your leg aids now, I guarantee to you that in a couple months time, they will start reacting less and less to your stick or to your spurs so take them away stop using them as a crutch and start working on getting your horse to react better to your leg aids and then if you feel like you still need to once your horse is actually reacting to your leg then you can put the spurs on and the stick the problem I see so much is that people use the stick and the spurs to try to get the horse forward, but the stick is there to create more activity in the hind leg. It's meant to make the hind legs quicker, not to get a horse to run more forward. So I really, really, really would advise take the stick away, take the spurs away, and try to get your horse. And I'm not, no, actually, I'm not even going to say try because it can be done. Every single horse can be in front of the leg. If there is nothing, bet-wise, teeth-wise, back-wise, wrong, then there is no reason why your horse can't be in front of the leg. Hold up.